Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. Today we have with us Danielle Rainier. She coaches couples to create stronger bonds, build stronger foundations of trust, and make it through anything. So welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, that's a pretty awesome thing that you do. Tell us about your journey getting to this place where you are coaching couples. So <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. My husband and I have always been our friends go to for there's a bump in my my relationship. I don't know how to get past it. I don't know how to talk about it. And we spend hours and hours on the phone with our friends and then in the last year, we actually, we started a kink server on discord and it has expanded from friends to anybody that has come into our discord group to talk about, you know, whatever their kink is. And we spend so much time with these people helping them through all of this, that we realized that we really just need to put it out there to help anybody and everybody that wants to be able to have deeper conversations, have the hard conversations of I'm, I have this kink and I don't know how to talk about it. Or even, even just that my goals have changed. We've been together for 10 years and I no longer what want what I wanted five years ago. This is what I want now. How do we get through it? So it's one of those of we're excited that we finally realized that we could help so many more people because relationships are hard and they do not come with a handbook. No, it would be really nice if they did, but well, you can I'm, create a handbook. I'm hoping that by working with couples and explaining different strategies for communicating, understanding each other's love language, and just building up the stronger foundations of trust and judgment-free zones that we can help couples get through just about anything. I love it. Okay, so let's pull a card to get started. This is what we do in every podcast. We're going to pull an and card. And so how has your relationship, we're going to, since it's a relationship coaching, how has your relationship with your husband changed over time? So my husband and I have known each other for 22 years. We met in eighth grade, running cross country right after I had moved back and I didn't know anybody in that class. I had friends in every single other class, but this one, and I ran up to my husband and within five minutes, he asked me out and it took me 11 years to finally say yes to this man. And <laughs> we have had so many ups and downs and been through so much that we have learned each other's love languages without taking the test. We figured it out because we, we had to do things the hard way to learn. Right. I guess. Um, he knows when I'm feeling overwhelmed, exactly what he needs to do to bring me back to center. I, my love language is touch. I need to be hugged. I need to be caressed. I need to be loved. He needs to touch my back, like whatever he needs to do. And he knows how to do that. And it took us a while to get there, but he's always known better than me how to do that. Um, we have gone through custody battles with both of our kids because we're a blended family. And through that, we have learned to have the harder conversations. 
the emotional conversations, the one where you want to scream and yell at each other, even though you're not mad at each other, you're mad at the situation. Their court battles are hard for anybody and you put kids in the middle and it gets even harder. And I don't know how many times we would come home from court and just scream at each other because we're mad. We were mad that we weren't being heard. We were mad that things weren't going the way we thought they should. In the end, I feel like they did go the way they needed to. We just didn't understand at the time. But I mean, that was our baby that we were fighting for. And she ended up going to live with her mom, which is totally fine. Her mom is a wonderful person. Um, but we miss her and we love her. And that was hard. So there was a lot of yelling and we weren't mad at each other. We were just mad. And it took a little while for us to understand that I wasn't mad at him. He wasn't mad at me. He didn't blame me for anything. And I didn't blame him. We were just mad at the situation. Um, medical, we've gone through medical and are learning because this is all new. I was just diagnosed just about two years ago with multiple sclerosis. So we're learning how to balance our lives living with an invisible disease, which is not easy considering, you know, I can be fine one minute and want to die the next. And so he has had to step up and, and balance more and see more than I ever thought he could see. He knows something is wrong before I do. And I generally tend to ignore him because I'm a stubborn pain in the ass. <laughs> but all of that has brought us so close that I can go to my husband and I can go, I am not okay. I just need to cry. And he knows, he just needs to hold me while I do it. If you did, if I did that to him 10 years ago or 11 years ago, he'd be like, how do I fix it? Oh my God. Every man just wants to fix it. So well, and I'm, I'm worse than him. Like he'll come to me with a problem and he just wants to talk about the problem. And I'm like, okay, here's the plan. And he goes, <laughs> no, I didn't come to you for help. I came to you just because I'm frustrated and I needed to talk it out. So take off your thinking cap and just listen. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it, we've learned so much along the way of in those fights and in those moments where we're frustrated and we're angry and, and I'm getting confused because multiple sclerosis can damages your brain and it makes things difficult sometimes. So there's times where I'll, I'm completely confused by what he's saying, even though it is plain English. And so we've learned to take a step back and go, this is your perspective. What I'm saying does not make sense right now. I need you to take a minute. And, and he's learned that when I'm talk, trying to talk to him. It's from my perspective of what I see is going on. And so we have to find a way to meet in the middle or go, I think you're seeing it the wrong way. So often we will have text conversations with our spouse or our boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever. And we take what they say the wrong way. One, because it's text. There's no tone. You're not going to know exactly what they're meaning by it unless you know them super well. And even then you can screw that up. I know I do. Um, so you have to be able to stop and say, wait, perspective. And it's something that takes years and years to learn. But if you can have somebody help guide you down that path, you don't have to learn it the hard way. You don't have to have the knockdown drag out fights of this is what I'm seeing. Well, you're seeing it wrong. You don't have to do it that way. Yeah. And that's what we're hoping to provide. It's just a safe place to talk and, and be free and and be able to talk about the other stuff that is considered so taboo. We just don't do it. Like my, when my husband and I got together, I was the most vanilla person you will ever meet. 
I was naive. I had no idea what half of the stuff out there was. My husband would say a word and I'd be like, what is that? He goes, (laughs) oh God, here we go again. And through communication and being open and honest about our wants and needs, we went from me being so vanilla, it's not even funny to lots of spicy fun because my husband was able to go, well, you know, there's more out there. This is what we can do. This is what I want to try. So now like I'm reading those spicy books that we all read because, well, let's just be honest. We all have dirty minds at some point in our lives. I read those books and I send him a screenshot. Hey, you want to try this? Or he comes home from work and on a break at some point he was looking at something and he he goes, hey, I found something. Want to try it? Like how many of you can do that with your other half? Can you go up to them and go, hey, I kind of have, I, I have this kink that nobody really wants to talk about because we're not supposed to, because the world says you don't talk about it, but I kind of want to try it. Like, you know, and your husband, if you think about it, your husband and your wife is your person. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to be loved and accepted in all of your light and dark and weird and fun and Every part of you should be loved and accepted. But we're so used to the way the world is, which is very unaccepting and very judgmental, that even when we try to go to our partners, we self-sabotage and we think, oh, how are they going to react? How is this? We play out those conversations in our head and we we pre-react for our other half. And then we talk ourselves out of talking about it because we don't want to deal with that pre-reaction we have put on our other half, even though odds are they might not react that way. Yeah. You know, we we were talking before you had mentioned with the communication, you can read a book or you can, you know, take a class or read an article and learn some skills, but until you apply them in real life Mm -hmm. with, you know, they might give you this tool and then, and then you respond like this, but what if they respond a whole different way? And I love how you talked about the coaching is addressing those mm-hmm. unexpected responses and unexpected, um, you know, results, feedback, whatever from your other person. And there's all those books out there and don't get me wrong. The books are great, but they're very much, we're going to fit everybody in the same box. This is how you handle it, which is not correct. I am 100% different than you. My husband and my relationship is 100% different than the couples down the street. And so to go, hey, these tools work for everybody is kind of disingenuous of them when in all reality, we all have a different communication style that we're trying to mesh with our partner. We all have different wants and needs that we're trying to mesh with our partner. And by putting us all in this box going, this is how it works. You, you don't have the capability or the tools to deal with the curveballs, which would be my personality coming out and going, well, I don't want to do it that way because that's me. I'm contrary. You tell me to do something one way. I'm going to be like, I'm going to find a harder way to do it because I like to do it that way. Like it's, we're not all the same. We don't fit in a box. And frankly, if you're going to try and fit me in a box, I'm going to find a way out of it. And I hope most people do, but it's those curveballs that life will constantly throw at you that people are not equipped to deal with because we are put in that box. Yeah. So I love this. So let's give, if you want to give us 
though us being the couples that are listening to you talk about this possibility of creating stronger bonds, building strong foundations of trust and making it through anything. What would be some good, solid advice that you can give them and where to start? Um, I think the biggest thing is not holding grudges. So often we get hung up on, well, you did this. Well, I did that two years ago. Why is it coming back up? Now, it's one thing if you have, and I call it unpacking, because when we're dealing with emotions and stuff, we tend to unpack them. We're like, this is this, and this is this, and this is this. So once you have unpacked it and given it to your spouse of these are the problems, you find the solution and you move on. And then it goes in a box on a shelf and it doesn't get to come back because it has been handled. If you cannot let go of whatever it was, then it wasn't resolved in the first place. So when you're trying to talk to your spouse and something is wrong, really, really talk about what is wrong. It's going to be hard. I cannot tell you that it's ever going to be easy because like, uh, what's a good example? I hate having my silverware drawer messed up. This is a silly example, but it's true. I hate it. It makes me crazy. I was late for work one day when I was pregnant because I was having a meltdown. My husband thought it was funny to mess up, mess up the silverware drawer. <laughs> Which brought up the issue that I'm a complete control freak. And my husband's like, you need to let go. You have to start just giving a little leeway because it was to the point where I was telling my girls, you can't wear that. That doesn't match. Like this outfit doesn't work. Stop wearing mismatched socks because I had to control everything in my environment. And that's not fair, but it wasn't an easy conversation because I was like, no, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. It took me hearing myself talking to my girls going, oh crap. So now they wear mismatched socks. Does it still make me twitch? Yes. <laughs> but my husband came to me and was like, you've got to let go. They are not you. They have their own little personalities. Let them be them. And I was, no, 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 no. Dug in my feet. I am not that controlling. I just have little quirks. Nope. I am a total control freak. I like to say I am a reformed control freak, but that is a lie. He, <laughs> I resonate. I resonate. Raising my hand over here. Well, it's to the point because my kids and my husband know. So they will mess up the silver drawer on purpose. They will rearrange cabinets on purpose. They will wear mismatched socks because they know it makes me twitch. <laughs> but I'm to the point because I had that conversation with my husband, even though I was stubborn and going, no, 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 this isn't it that I can look at it. I can twitch and I'll be like, yep, you, you love me. Enjoy your socks for the day. Or they'll be wearing two different tie dyes. Like who wears two different tie dyes? But I let them walk out the door to school. Yeah. All because my husband came to me and told me, Hey, this is kind of not cool. And it, trust me, it, it was not an easy conversation. I, like I said, I dug in my heels. I am not that bad. I'm just trying to help them. Oh no, I was, I was bad. Yeah. So be open to your partner's communication. It may be a conversation of you going, no, I don't do that. And they're going to have examples. Trust me. My husband has a list of examples whenever he comes to talk to me because <laughs> More often than not, I'm the issue. I will be honest. My husband is so mellow and go with the flow. It's not even funny. And then there's me who is super high maintenance. 
And he comes with his list of examples and he goes, oh, but on this day, this day, this day, this day, you did X, Y, Z. So be open to hearing what your partner has to say and then fully resolve it. Do not be angry with them because they're coming to you with their perspective of what they're seeing and they feel like something could shift. And once you guys are done with it, put it away. Now, if your partner keeps doing said behavior, you can bring it back up. But if they do not keep doing said behavior, it does not get to come back and haunt them. Because that's yeah, not fair. that's key. You have to, it comes from the both people working at it. Mm-hmm. I went through in a relationship that I was in this unpacking method. And then the patterns were repeated. And I was not allowed to bring back, bring it back up. And I said, no, 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 no. That is a current thing we are dealing with. That is not a past thing. So that is a key part. And I love what you said about releasing grudges. That's hard to do. (laughs) It it is very hard to do, especially in relationships. You feel like your partner has done something wrong and it's there. You're going to hold on to it is now this little monkey on your shoulder and they'll do something even just similar. And you're like, well, you're doing it again. People don't change overnight. And when we're asking our partners to change or adjust something, or even, hey, I would like to change this in our relationship because I feel like it could be better for us, it's not going to happen instantly. So give your partner grace. Do not hold a grudge. If you just had the conversation and they fall back into that behavior, go, hey, we kind of just talked about this. And they'll go, oh, crap, sorry. Because we're asking our partners to adjust habits. These are habits. These are part of their personality. So when you ask your partner to remove a behavior that is not necessarily 100% congruent to your relationship, you have to give them some grace. And if they do it again, right after you talk, then, Hey, you know, we just had this conversation. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Be graceful with each other. Do not hold grudges. And if your partner is unable to break that habit, find a way to meet in the middle. Mm. Like there's still things that I'm super controlling about. Don't leave your trash in my car. I'm not your maid. I'm not going to clean up after you. And my kids understand that. My husband understands that. And we, that's the compromise. My kids get to be their own little individual people. They can mess up my silverware drawer every once in a while, even though it makes me twitch. But certain things I get to keep. Like, don't touch my desk. My desk is my space. Yeah, that makes sense. Unpack, release grudges, let go of perfection, be open mm-hmm. to your partner's communication, fully resolve and put it away and give grace. Those are beautiful mm-hmm. steps, beautiful tips, tools. I love it. So how can people um, find out more about working with you? Because obviously, probably everybody needs you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right now our website is getoutofyourownway.net. That may be changing, but we will link it to whatever the new website is. And we currently have a relationship checkup checklist that we'll be releasing on Friday. That is free for anybody who wants to just kind of check in with their partner and see where they're at. If you want to go a little bit deeper, we have a 30 days of prompts for reconnecting and building trust. It is an amazing tool that we have built. It has 30 questions, one for every day. You take the time 
preferably after the kids have gone to bed or when the kids are not around, if you have kids, so that you can actually have a conversation. And you're going to ask your partner the question, and both of you are going to answer. And you're really going to think about it. You're not going to just drop the first answer out of the top of your head and be like, all right, we're done. Talk about your answers. There's really fun questions in here. I will admit there are some spicy questions. I think my favorite is, do you have a secret kink you haven't told your partner? What is it and why? Because those are things we should be talking about. If if you have fantasies and things you want in your sex life and you haven't talked about it, you tend to feel a little bit unfulfilled. So I'm hoping with all of these questions and every day you have to listen, truly listen to your partner, we can open up doors for more open, honest communication in that department. Yeah, I love that. I will put those links in the description of this, the description of this episode so people can reach out. And I, I personally think everyone needs the relationship checklist. Even if you feel like things are going well, communication can always be improved. Well, and your relationship is going to grow and change over the years. Like my husband and my relationship 11 years ago when we first got together and now is miles away from where we started. I mean, we, we have to balance our four girls, their sports, our jobs, the business. How do you fit in your spouse in that? Well, then your own personal evolution and growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to pay yeah. attention to your relationship. You cannot backshelf it. And so many people do when your life gets busy. It's not fair to your relationship and it makes things a little bit harder. Yeah. But you have to be actively seeking ways to reconnect with your spouse on a regular basis. My husband and I have quiet time every night before we go to bed. The kids go to bed. He and I sit together. We download our day. We play a video game because we're total nerds or whatever we feel like doing that night so that we actually get to be together. I love that. Well, thank you so much for these amazing tips and tools on building great bonds, creating stronger bonds, foundations of trust and making it through anything. I mean, that's all of our ideal. Those of us who are not married yet to be in a relationship where we feel that complete love and acceptance and that's your go-to person and feeling like you can make it through anything. That's a really beautiful. Exactly. Beautiful thing. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We'll see you on the next one.